You're listening to the Hudson Valley Region Podcast, an official podcast of the New York City Church of Christ, teaching and worshiping God in the beautiful New York State counties of Orange and Rockland. Today I want to talk to you about the Spirit. Today I want to teach you some things about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a massive topic in the Bible. In fact, you can spend a lot of time, and many people have spent years and uh, of their life studying out this topic of the Holy Spirit. It's kind of a tough topic because the Bible talks about God in different forms. talks about God as the Father. Uh, it talks about God as the Son, which is Jesus. But it also talks about God as the Spirit. And it's not, it's all the same thing, but it's different parts of God. And it kind of, you know, again, people have tried to explain this and it kind of can blow your mind. How can you be the same thing and different things at the same time? But today I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes we have an easier time trying to connect to God as a father, right? And we have an easier time sometimes uh, connecting to to God as the son, Jesus, because we can read about all of his exploits and all the things that he did. But sometimes we have a harder time, I think, connecting to the idea of God as a spirit. Because there's something about just a spirit, right, that it's just hard to connect to. And if you're like me, I grew up in a church where we didn't call it the Holy Spirit, we called it the Holy Ghost, right? And so that even made it weirder, like... uh, how do you connect to a ghost, all right? So connect a father, a son, and a ghost. All right, that doesn't even make sense. But, um, but it is a, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is a, is, is a part of God that is very real and alive in uh, the Scriptures. Um, that, that When you study it, many things that, that, there's many things that the Bible teaches us about what the Spirit does. Uh, the, the Bible teaches us that the Spirit leads us. The Bible teaches us that the Spirit guides us. The Bible teaches us that the, that the Spirit teaches us. The Spirit gives life to us. The Spirit washes us. The Spirit sanctifies us. The Spirit justifies us. So as you can see, those are just a few things that the Spirit does for us. There's many, many things. And so today I'd like to give you two more things. There are two practical things right out of the Scriptures that can help us get a, a better grasp of how the Spirit works in our life. But before we do that, let us bow our heads together and pray. God, we thank you that we get to open your word. We thank you that you have gone to great lengths to teach us through your scriptures. We thank you, God, that you are complex and yet so, so relatable at the same time. God, we thank you that you have helped us and led us as a father, as the son, and also as the Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, as we open your scriptures, I pray your spirit will work right now pray that your spirit will work through my mouth, through your scriptures, and God, that we will have a better understanding uh, of how your spirit works, and we will draw closer to you because of this time. Help us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's read Romans chapter 8. Beginning in verse 22, it says, We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. So Paul is making, we're right, we're we're reading right in the middle of, of an argument that Paul is making and a discussion that Paul is making. But listen to what he says here 
beginning in verse 26 about the Spirit. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Again, the Spirit is a massive topic that we can study out. We can spend a lot of, a lot of time looking at. But one thing I'd like to point out to you this morning about the Spirit is this. According to this passage we just read is this. The Spirit pleads for us. One of the jobs of the Spirit in our life is it pleads for us. The Spirit pleads for us. Listen, we all have weaknesses. Would you agree? Okay, just checking. In fact, I'm not going to spend any of my sermon time today trying to convince you of your weaknesses, right? I'm sure that if you're honest with yourself, you look in yourself, it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for a long time or you're a little time or not even a Christian at this point, we all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. And if you don't think you do, go ahead and just look up the word pride and do a little Bible study on that, and you will find, a, a, you can find something there you definitely can work on. Why? Because we all have Weaknesses, And because we all have weaknesses in our character, in our hearts, in our mind, in our actions, we all have these weaknesses. Because of that, we all need help. We all need help. Hopefully that's part of the reason you're here today is because deep down inside you need help. You recognize you need help. And God may have done some good things in your life, but even if God's done good things in your life, you still need help. You always need help. We need help. This is one of the roles of the Holy Spirit in our life is it helps us. How? How does the Holy Spirit help us in our weaknesses? Well, according to this passage, what does it do? Does it cover up our weakness? Is that what it does? Does it erase our weakness? Does it hide our weakness? Does it ignore our weakness? No. What it says in this passage, that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit in our life is this. It intercedes for us in our weakness. It intercedes. You know what that means? It means to go, be, go, go on behalf of us. It intercedes to God on our behalf. It says that there in verse 26 and verse 27. The Greek word that's translated intercede implies the meaning of bringing a petition to a king on behalf of somebody, to ask with urgency and intensity, to beg or to appeal. That's what the Holy Spirit does on our behalf with our weaknesses to God. I don't know how that works. I don't understand the logistics of it. I'm just grateful to God that I got it, right? I'm grateful to God. Sometimes we need somebody to speak on our behalf, right? Years ago, I got a speeding ticket uh, in North Carolina when we lived down there in North Carolina. And I, I had a friend who was an attorney in the church and so uh, when I got this ticket, I had to appear before a judge. I didn't even get to write in, plead guilty, in the, none of that. I just had to go right to the judge. Not right to the I got a couple of days to prepare. But I had to go before the judge. So I went to my friend in the church who, who was an attorney. I said, listen, can you go with me? 
I said, I know you're familiar with the county courthouse and the, the people. I said, can you go with me and help me out? And he said, absolutely, I'll go. And so he and I went into the courtroom. I don't know if you've ever been in a courtroom before. It's like going to church, right? I mean, you got the pews and everyone's sitting patiently and watching and waiting until the time they're called before the judge, right? So I came before the judge. And I don't remember exactly what the judge said. All I remember were key words he said, because I was in such shock as he began to talk. He looked at my ticket, he looked at it, and he said, huh. And he, all I remember was he started mentioning things like community service, uh, heavy fines. He mentioned jail time, possible, yeah. And, all, and again, I, I just froze. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a speeding ticket, you know. And then my friend, who's the attorney, stepped in and said, your honor, your honor, I can vouch for this guy. He's a good guy. He just messed up. He's a good guy. I think if we just gave him a fine, I think it would be okay. And thank the Lord that the judge said, all right, that's a good idea. We'll do that. We'll just give you a small fine and you'll be good to go. Now, I didn't realize that though, my friend knew the judge and thinking it would be hilarious before I got there, went to the judge and sort of prompted the judge on what to say to me to scare me a little bit. And it did, obviously. But I was glad that there was somebody there to intercede for me. That is what the Bible teaches the Holy Spirit does for me and you. The Holy Spirit intercedes to God on our behalf. When you are praying, the Bible says, we don't even know really how to pray. I don't know about you, but there have been times I've been praying that I just can't seem to find the words. I'm like, God, I know this is what I'm thinking, and I know I'm kind of, but I just can't sort of get, and I, I like words. You know, I, I talk for a living. I probably talk too much, right? But I, you know, there are times when I'm coming before God in prayer, and I just can't seem to figure out where my heart is and what I'm feeling and what's bothering me and what's there. And then I remember that it's the Spirit that goes before God on my part. That the Spirit intercedes for me. The Spirit goes and says, listen to Him. Take care of Him. Help Him. It even says there in verse 26 that the Spirit intercedes for us with with, with utterances that words cannot even express. That's amazing. That God and the Spirit have some sort of language that they talk about me as the Spirit is begging and pleading and appealing on my part. That's amazing. That's one of the roles of the Spirit in our life. The Spirit intercedes in ways that we don't even, we can't even express. We don't even understand. That's how much the Spirit comes in and helps us. Listen, you can't fix it all. Amen? Thank you. You write that down. You can't fix it all. You know, I know we try. We work hard. We try to fix it, change it, make it work. But you can't fix everything. We need the Spirit to come on our behalf. We need to rely on the Spirit. We need to say, God, I'm in a spot and I don't even understand where I'm at. The Spirit does. Please, 
the Spirit talk to you about where I'm at. Intercede, to beg, to step up and say, you know what, I know this guy. I know this girl. She's pretty good. Just a small fine and you'll be okay, all right? The Spirit, um, that's, that was a reference to my earlier, yeah, no, there's no fines. Scripture, okay, good, all right. The fine's been paid, right? All right, you got that, okay, amen. This is what the Spirit does on our behalf. We need someone to beg. We need someone to appeal. We need someone to pull. We need someone to plead on our behalf before God. And that's the role of the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for this. Because it says the Spirit helps with our weaknesses, and I have many of them. I have lists of them. And the more I, the, the older I get, the more I see my weaknesses, the more thankful I am for the Spirit in my life that intercedes for me. The Spirit pleads for us. Let's look at another thing the Spirit does. In Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers... Who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, testifying to what would be said in the future. But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. And we are his house if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. Verse 7, it says, So, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion, turning the the time of testing in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me and for 40 years saw what I did. This is why I was angry with that generation. And I said to them, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never have rest. The Bible says here, this is, this is a, a, another argument, that, or another discussion that the writer is talking about Moses. And is saying that, listen, Moses was a great man, but Jesus is better. Just as the house that is built, right, the house is good, but the builder is better than the house, so Jesus is better than Moses. And this is written to Hebrews, people who had put their faith in Moses. Moses was a good man, but Jesus is superior. That's the argument that he's making here. But then he says there in verse 7, so, using this example of the Israelites, right? So, the Spirit then says, do not harden your hearts. And you see, one of the things that the Spirit does for us is the Spirit pleads for us. But one of the things the Spirit does is the Spirit pleads with us. The Spirit pleads for us, but the Spirit also pleads with us. So here, the Spirit is saying, like the Israelites who did not put their faith in God and were wandering through the desert, don't be like that. Don't harden your heart. Heed heed the, the, the lesson of these people and turn to God. It's the Spirit saying this. The Spirit is pleading 
with us to give ourselves over to God, to trust God. That's what, that's what the, the writer is saying here. Let me ask you this. What is it, where is it that you find your safety? Where do you find your comfort? Where is it that you find your identity or your strength or your peace? Where do you find it? Is it in your job? Is it in your school? Maybe your spouse, your relationships, your politics, your kids, your boyfriend, your money, your car, your intellect, your talent. What is it? What is it that you hold on to and and identify yourself with? Our faith has to rest in Jesus. Everything else will disappoint us. Everything else. And that is what the Holy Spirit is saying here. And the Holy Spirit is is saying to us today. The Holy Spirit doesn't just plead for us and our weakness. The Holy Spirit pleads with us. And the Holy Spirit says, listen to God. Follow God. Put Jesus first in your life. That's what the Spirit does. Listen, we have things in our life that are meant to get our attention. Don't we? This past week, my, my poor wife began to develop pain in her mouth, right here in her gum, in the left side. And we thought, we didn't know, we thought, it was like Wednesday or so, it was no big deal. She came to church, and then the next day, Thursday, it began to get a little bit worse. And, and, but there was no visibly anything wrong with her teeth or her mouth. And we thought, well, that's, that's I don't know. She just, she, you know. she just sort of thought, well, I'll just sort of you know, bear it, get through it, take some, some Tylenol, whatever. By Friday, this past Friday, the pain was so excruciating bad that she said, Phil, you got to take me somewhere. So I took her to our dentist. The dentist took some x-rays and said, you know what? I think you need an emergency root canal. Sent us to a specialist. They took some more x-rays, looked at it. And yesterday, sure enough, yesterday, yes, Saturday, yesterday, my wife had an emergency root canal. It was... She was in an incredible amount of pain. And so, you know, had she just ignored that pain, well, she couldn't ignore the pain. It got so bad. But that's the purpose of pain in our life sometimes, is it's to alert us to something isn't right, something is not good. But much like pain in our life, That's what the Holy Spirit does too. It's trying to alert us. It's trying to call us to make a a decision. It's trying to get us to act. You feel it. You know it. If you're honest and you look down in your soul, you think, man, I shouldn't be living like that. I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be looking at that. I shouldn't be saying that. I shouldn't be laughing at that. That's the Holy Spirit. It's saying, stop it. The Holy Spirit doesn't just plead for you in your weakness, but it pleads with you. It says, like it says here in the verse, today, if you hear His voice, don't harden your heart. Don't do it. That's what the Spirit says to us. Soften your heart. Soften your heart. Listen to the call of the Spirit. The Hebrew goes on, the Hebrew writer goes on here and, and even gives even more practicals on how the Spirit works. It says there in verse 12, It says, see to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. See to it. See to it. Make sure there's nobody in here that has a sinful, unbelieving heart. Yeah, ultimately, your heart is your responsibility. But as a church, we got to take care of each other. 
As a church, we got to look out for each other. You can't just be like, well, that guy's struggling. Well, I hope he works it out. No! See to it. Go to him. Go to her. Help them. So that they don't have a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Verse 13, it says, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Is your heart sinful? Is it unbelieving? Is it being hardened by the deceitfulnesses of sin? The Holy Spirit is pleading with you and saying, don't harden your heart. And one of the tools that the Holy Spirit uses is each other. In fact, one of the specifics it gives there is one way we can help each other is by what? Encouraging each other. How often? Daily. This is how the Spirit works. It works through us. It pleads with us. We need to encourage one another daily. We've got to see to it. See to it. See to it means what? To see to it. There you go. There you go. My years of education at work. Right there. See to it. We got to make sure. We got to, if you see somebody in here struggling, man, you need to go to them and, and use, let the Spirit use you to encourage them daily. You know, and I think we got to understand what encouragement means. Encouragement, you know, it, it means to encourage somebody, literally means to fill them with courage. That's what it means to encourage. You have been encourage <laughs> I ran out of words all right there you go and i say that because sometimes our encouragement is so shallow isn't it it's so it's just superficial hey nice shoes yeah i just want to encourage them that's a great shirt all right have a good day <laughs> encourage that brother now listen if they got a great shirt or nice shoes absolutely let them know that, that can, that's there's a level of encouragement there but encouragement is more than just a compliment Encouragement is really sitting with somebody, figuring out what's bothering them, where they're at, and bringing them to courage, helping them find their way. That's what encouraged. I got with a, a guy once, and he just needed to talk. And he sat and he talked for a couple hours, and all he needed was to be listened to and then filled with courage. That was encouragement. It takes time. Encouragement isn't just something you do on your way to the car after church is over. It can happen there. Don't get me wrong. Don't don't be mean to people on the way to the car, all right? Be nice to people. But what I'm saying is it's so much more. It's so much more sometimes than what we realize it is. Are you encouraging? The Spirit pleads for us on our behalf in our weaknesses to God. Using words that we don't even understand. Words, the special language between the Spirit and God the Father. But the Spirit not only pleads for us, the Spirit pleads with us. The Spirit, the Spirit, it calls to us to not turn away from God, to not ignore that, 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 that thing that you know you gotta change or you gotta grow in. And one of the ways that the Spirit works is through us when we encourage each other. You know, the Bible is super clear about how a person becomes a Christian. The Bible teaches in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, that if we hear and believe, you are then sealed with the Holy Spirit. Hearing and believing. Acts 2.38, 
It's, Peter says, repent and get baptized and you get forgiveness in the Holy Spirit. So which is it? Is it hearing and believing when you get the Holy Spirit or repenting and get baptized when you get the Holy Spirit? It's both. It's not either or, it's both. In fact, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, he said, go, preach the word to all the creation. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. You got to take the whole deal. That's how you get the spirit. Some of us, I know the spirit is working on you, but the spirit's working on you from the outside. It's pounding on you, trying to get you not to harden your heart and to go ahead and take a step and become a Christian. And once you become a Christian, the spirit's no longer outside, it's in you. And the Spirit can begin to work and change you in ways you never even imagined. But that's not my point. My point is what the Spirit's point is, and that is this. Don't harden your heart. Listen. Listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit. The Spirit is trying to get our attention. The Spirit is a vast topic. It's an immense thing. People, as I said, have spent their lifetime trying to understand how the Spirit works. But two things we can learn about the Spirit today. The Spirit pleads for us when we are weak. The Spirit pleads with us so that we will not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Let me read to you in closing from Psalm 143. This is David writing. And listen to a person living by the Spirit. Psalm 143, it says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I lift up my soul. Rescue me from my enemies, O Lord. For I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Let's be men and women who follow the Spirit. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Hudson Valley Region podcast. For more information about our ministry or to attend a church service, please visit our website at hvregion.com.